invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. Yo, welcome back. Episode 280. Ridiculous. 280. Damn, first time I ever said the word the number 80 in my life. I'm bored I don't think that is my first time playing saying the number 280. What, what is going on here? <laughs> really ridiculous. We got Holly in the building from Canada. Freezing cold Canada. 28 degrees slash negative two. Celsius. We don't get 28s out here. I'll, I'll tell no, you that right now. The slim 75 right now. We we might get a 39. <laughs> we might get like a 36. But Holly even look cold for goddamn. <laughs> Holly going through it out there. Yeah, I'm all I'm in layers. <laughs> I have a, a bunny, what's it called? What'd bunny you say? Hug. Bunny hug on right now. What? It's cold. Right? From- it's not it's not called a bunny hug here. Out. What the hell's a bunny it, hug? It's apparently a, it's just a hoodie. It's, it's, a, a hoodie. it's a central Canada term. Central? <laughs> It's not uh, like what they have like no. rodeos and stuff. Why would you know that? <laughs> it's colder on the 39th floor, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> uh another question. Uh Holly, can you play that ukulele in the back there? Can you play that? No, it's decoration. Oh, okay. I can't really tell it's real. Uh <laughs> anyway, episode 280. You already know what we're talking about. The uh Cristiano Ronaldo interview is has come out in full. And we all watched it in its completion. Um, mm-hmm. I think two of us took notes. You? Uh, yeah. And Holly and? I did not take notes. Okay, well, Caesar, I'm just going to let you know that we're going to go chronological order. You better not be skipping around. Okay. Um, but before, <laughs> I never skip around. Right. <laughs> but before we get into that, there's something actually uh, really important happening on Sunday um, you might think I'm talking about the World Cup, but I'm not. I'm talking about the Grey Cup. The Grey <laughs> Cup is happening in that. Canada. Holly's home team, Toronto Argonauts, are playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL. Those are great names, though. <laughs> I do like the Blue Bombers and Argonauts. That's a great name. It's better than the Washington Nationals. <laughs> And the commanders. Uh, Holly, Holly, I didn't a, even know that actually. On a one to ten, how much do you care about that? Uh negative five. Wow. Okay. Better wow. company shows the channels too. Wow, I'm reporting her. <laughs> Damn. I, I've seen but oddly enough, I've seen the Toronto Argonauts game like when I was like twelve. Okay. That was the last time? The first and last time. I'm a B, I'm a BC Lions fan personally. Okay, are you? Do you? I, I like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> name of all time. That's the Rough best Riders name of all time. Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough Riders. Can you name any player ever in the CFL? Me? Yeah. Um, Pinball Clemens. Okay, that's not like a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Who? I just know because he was okay. I do know he was like the coach of the Argos. I think after being a player, obviously. Caesar, can you? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Caesar, can you name anybody that played in CFL? Yeah, Chad Ochocinco. Oh come on, (laughs) (laughs) that's a cop out. (laughs) 
Well, let me get a real one, Doc. I don't know. Dwayne Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I know a few, but. I'll really? Be- uh, didn't uh, Joe Warren play up there, too, or something like that? Who? Joe Warren? I don't know. I don't know. Warren, Warren Moon played in the I, I Yeah, Warren Moon. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I prefer NFL Europe. That's what I'm talking about. That's my shit right there. Michael Bishop. Michael Bishop. I remember uh, the CFL games would come on, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, what? That field is weird." Yeah, it would like come on like in like August or something. I'm like, "What?" It'd be like, "Oh, it's the end of the season." I'm like, "What? Preseason NFL about to start? What are they doing?" It's it's still snowing. Yeah, like what's the three down rule? Yeah, no, it's definitely different rules. Yeah, I knew like when I went to uh, University of Hawaii, like a lot of the players would get scouted by uh, CFL teams and stuff. So a bunch of them would go play up there. That's cute. They're they're in Japan, which is very weird to say. They went to play in Japan or they went to play in Canada. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we do have the World Cup starting on Sunday. Um, we got some some foreign matchups. <laughs> We got some rough times for us on the west coast of the United States. Um, Hollies are not. Hollies are better, but they're still early. Oh, so. they're, yeah. they're they're like I know you wake up early for everything, but you're gonna keep waking up early. Like okay. Well, also like two a.m. Like what do you do? Like do you leave the club and just turn on the game? <laughs> do or? you stay up for the game, or do you go to bed and get up for the game? Like I don't know. Probably stay up on and stay on demon hours. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But then you Stay start up. texting. At yeah, half you just, just demon hours. Talk. Yo, what are you doing? <laughs> Wait, the World Cup question. That's where you might send a, you might send a hey stranger at two forty five. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get through your phone. So I drop in some haze with two Y's. The random people you haven't talked to in a while. The, the halftime's gonna be boring as hell. You're like, hey. hey. <laughs> halftime um, is at two forty five a.m. Come on, oh dog. <laughs> that's why I delete numbers. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, we had a monumental interview with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, we're, you know, we got part one yesterday with Piers Morgan. Part, two, part two was today. Um, and, I, and I would like to start from the beginning. I take real notes here. You know what I mean? I got a whole page. You can read them. And I got a whole nother page in part two. But um, just, just, just to, like, start it out um, – you know, Piers asked him like why he's doing the interview. He was like, you know, it's time. And he said, I like you. Um, that was the first red flag. He said he <laughs> liked Piers Morgan. Not a couple of that's, that's literally that's my first red note. Yeah. Okay. That's a red flag. <laughs> All right. Um, I think he mentioned early that uh, fans are the most important thing in football. You know, I, maybe, maybe that was also a red flag for Holly. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so I kind of like the kind of the most like um the first like impactful thing I'll say was that uh he talked about how it was close for him to go to Man City, but he said that he has a lot of love for Manchester United and he doesn't regret going to Manchester United. And he said that he asked Sir Alex Ferguson, and Sir Alex Ferguson was like, You better goddamn not go to city uh go to city. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, I like to be honest, which I guess we'll get to this um later on because it did what it was mentioned a few times in the interview at the second part. But I personally would always have assumed that Ronaldo was like a money guy, so I thought 
Oh, City. Well, one, they'll be the one of the only ones other than United that could afford him. So it, it did seem realistic to me. The fact that he didn't go because of loyalty, I mean, cool, thanks. <laughs> I mean, personally, okay, it's funny, though, because if, if he did go to City, I would have totally called him uh, a traitor. But because <laughs> even even if he came to United, I'm just like, whatever. I'd, I'd prefer <laughs> neither, but <laughs> if I had to choose. It was <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> it was a lose lose for him for you. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, but I mean he did admit that it was very, very close. And like yeah. it was only within a matter of a couple of days, which makes sense because I think it, everyone was kind of shocked by the uh the fact that he actually did come to United. Um I think he mentioned that he talked to Pep too. Yeah, he talked to Pep and uh and then most importantly like Ferguson, which probably maybe sealed the deal or made like, you know, really set his mind up. But Caesar, what do you think? You would you like to see him at City? I was like, damn, what a mistake that was. <laughs> Being loyal, Jesus, <laughs> it cost you so much. You it probably would have been an entirely different situation for him completely. Right now, yeah. Went. Like, um, I, I like you know he would have went to. Instead of being like what three coaches and in, in, in two seasons, he would have had the same coach. Probably would have won. Probably had a good time. I don't know. Damn. But I mean, it kind of it did kind of speak to a lot of the stuff he's kind of always kind of preached, you know, about how much Alex Ferguson meant to him and et cetera. So it makes sense. And and I remember at the time him going to Man City. It remember I remember us talking about it. It seemed like a lock. And then like, and it was making me question like some of the reporting because I'm like, what? And then he even said it in there. He's like, "Yeah, last minute, basically." You know, I had a conversation with Ferguson. I've talked to talked to Pep, and then Ferguson was like, "You better not go there." And he was like, "All right, man." Like, I mean, that that speaks to loyalty. I mean, he's always, even when he was at Real Madrid, he spoke really highly of Man U and the Man U mm-hmm. fans. And I remember there'd be games where they would still like do Ronaldo chants while they were playing. So, um, that like that's kind of consistent. That was like a consistent thing that I would expect to have heard. Um, when he, did, I, I expect all the things he says about Manu fans and Manu stuff. Like, I expect that. Like, that's nothing that's like um, um shocking to me at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, it would have been kind of ugly to see him there, uh, for sure. But you know, he went to Manu and he got to play with the most. Like, he got to play with the best center forward ever. Maybe he got to play with maybe one of the probably the best athlete of all time. Edison Cavani, like you got to play with Cavani, so like that's probably the thing that actually. Sir Alex Ferguson was like, "Dude, you, you don't you want to go play with Cavani?" Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I don't think Sir Alex ever said the word Cavani in his life. Okay, see, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so then it started to get a little bit spicy. Mm. Um, he start. They started to talk about the state of the club, and he mentioned that he was surprised that a lot of things were the same at the club as they were 13 years ago. Um, he said nothing's changed since 2009 in regards to the infrastructure. Um, he talked about like the pool, the jacuzzi, the kitchen, but he did shout out the kitchen staff. <laughs> I, thought that was, um, I, thought that was, I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, he said that menu was behind in a lot of ways. And he said there was like zero progress compared to teams that he had been on like Real Madrid and Juventus. So Holly, were like, how are you? How did you feel hearing that part? 
Um, honestly, that that wasn't surprising to me at all. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that like United are behind on a lot of things. Um, whether that's you know maybe we're not aware of like the infrastructure, the the training grounds and stuff, but the fact that he said nothing has changed in thirteen years doesn't surprise me. I think they're behind on a lot of things like back of the house, like on the pitch, the way things are run. Um, it even goes down to, I've always thought like the way their website, have you ever gone on Manchester United's website? It is Never. hideous. It is horrendous. <laughs> it, so it's like from, it's a terrible website. It's just awful. <laughs> right now. Like, it's just everything <laughs> that, that is run by Manchester United is very outdated. So, how did you feel about him calling it out publicly? Um, I don't know. I I don't think it should really be a surprise to anyone. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, they got. I mean, I wouldn't like. I seen, like, I I feel like we've seen in the past ten years and some change. Like countries like Spain and Italy have a big financial crisis and. England didn't really suffer the way that those countries did. And also EPL has only raised his profile. So I'm kind of shocked that Man U is lagging behind and things like that. I, w- I would expect that they'd be at the forefront. I've seen them players at Real Madrid uh, in preseason having some contraption on their chest, running, doing some like fitness training, like – it seems like because he mentioned technology too. Like it seems like Man U is not not doing none of that, and it kind of shows in the way they play. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and I I never re- I didn't like like obviously I'm not surprised by those, but I'm surprised I'm not surprised in looking at their performances. You know, dating back to basically when he left, like their results and like what just basically all they've really done is what Europa League. Um, that one season is kind of their major major trophy they won. Um, and this drought they had, they've been having, it's like, yeah, when you line it up, it makes a lot of sense. But I guess I, I, I am, I am surprised that, like, I am, I'm surprised the fact that they don't have that stuff because of how much money they have. Like, um, like they, they, they have like, they're always like top ranked every season, like most richest club, second most richest club, third most richest club, the most richest club. Like every season, I'm always seeing them in that top three, top four. So it's, it's disappointing and and more actually alarming that you know they they don't have that stuff. It makes you want to you know wonder why there's so much conversation about you know Glazers wanting to sell the team and blah, blah blah. It's like there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs there because you know it's like what are you doing with the money now? And maybe all the all the times those fans were saying that the Glazers have been pocketing money or like you know not reinvesting back in the club as much as they should be kind of resonates with what's going on then. So yeah, Holly, as a fan. Like, how does that make you like? How does that make you feel as a Manchester United fan? I mean, like you, like you said, you'd expect a club like Manchester United to have the top technology, the top facilities. Like, you know, like that's just like how can you not? And yeah, it goes like they have the money, they have the anything they would need, like the profile, the everything, but. They're just not putting the effort into that. And it does, like, it shows. They haven't won anything in, you know, a couple years now. They haven't, 
really done to like it's never there's past few seasons are they're not impressive like the signings sure like they still are able that's the only thing they've really been able to do is still kind of maintain the reputation of getting like big names still not like what it was or like top top tier players in their prime like they're kind of getting players that are slowly weaning out and only going to have a couple years left on them. So I don't know. I, wonder, I thought about it. I was like, damn, I remember when um, Harry Kane, the man, you was like a big rumor. And I wonder if he was like, look, I play on Tottenham. We got better shit than they do. Like <laughs> he probably was like, you know, I heard about what y'all got going on up there. And, and you know, as players, like we're like that spreads <laughs> around. So I'm sure Absolutely. maybe we don't really know, but I'm sure players and agents have talked to each other. Or players have gone to tour and be like, like, look at the facilities and like, what the hell? Like, it's embarrassing, honestly. It's embarrassing. No, it, it, it's like, it's like, it's like that's like a bad, that's like a pretty bad thing. That's like, the, mm-hmm. oh, it's not like, ah, uh, man, like, you know, like it's just we're doing the best we can. Like, no, like that's bad. It shows mis- misappropriation with funds. It shows that it, it, it sounds. Cor- we'll we'll talk about the Glazers in the part two, but sure. it does sound corrupt. It, no, like no, that, yeah. that actually sounds 100%. like legitimate because that's not what happens with corruption, right? Like, yeah. um, the things aren't being uh, uh, things are like distributed in a way to please people on the outside, but when you see a lack of like proper funding and infrastructure, then you're like, hmm, like where's the rest of that money going then? Because you know we want to know. So yeah, yeah exactly. Um, then after that, they were talking about the coaching situations. In uh, part one, I think I'll just say this real fast. I think me and Caesar both in the part one, there was like nothing that was said that was like out of line or out of pocket, in my opinion. And Holly, uh, you, you would agree? I agree. Yeah. Okay. Part one was pretty, pretty civil. Yeah. Um, even though, I mean, it was a little spicy, but you know, it was, um, but he, yeah. he, he talked about them. I like bringing, the word civil. <laughs> he talked about them bringing in Ralph Ragnick. Um, he said he was surprised. Um, he said that nobody really heard of him, and that which is false. I I never heard of him, but like I don't know everybody. Um, I okay. I mean, I thought he was like obviously he's not up there. I just like I'd heard the name, and like I don't follow like sporting directors, so like I just thought it was he was a bit more well known. Like if. But if Ronaldo apparently didn't know him, and Piers Morgan didn't know him, but who cares what he thinks? Well, I think there there was a lot of shock in the football <clears throat> world for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, but Ronaldo said, you know, he he said like he was kind of confused by it, but he said that he was respectful. Um, he said that he he mentioned that he played for some of the best coaches, and he said he he, he mentioned Zidane, Ancelotti, Mourinho, Fernando Santos, and Allegri, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, um, they they talked about uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Ronaldo said that he did a good job, um, that he needed more time, and he said that he loved him. Yeah, I, Holly, I, Holly, I, you heard that part, did you? Did you? Were you kind of like, oh, a little bit? Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that he respected at least like OGS. I mean, it, it could be because of the history and stuff like that, and he knows like. I guess they both have love for the club and stuff. So it's probably just like a mutual, like, you know, it could have been, it could be Ronaldo in that position. I, I hope it's not in the future, but like technically I guess it could be. 
I think he'd be but it was a, nice. It was a nice terrible to coach. He'd be a terrible coach. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> um, I, I I thought the same. I thought that the OGS shout out was cool because it kind of is consistent with what Ronaldo said throughout the interview about how he feels when he like talks to former players or teammates. Yes. Like he kind of feels like you know you're like that whole like you know it is with athletes. Like it's like once you played together and you like had success or whatever, there's like a, almost like a, a, a fraternity a, in a lot of ways. There's a fraternity aspect, yeah. so I, that's why I think he you can tell. Well, obviously, I don't want to skip ahead, but how he feels about other people's comments, but. Um, so with that, Ole, I thought that was really cool. Um, because I never thought he was like horrible either. I, I, I was a little, I, I also was surprised by the Ralph hiring because I had to do Googling for that. Um, and then also, like, I was really uncomfortable with how, like, much of like that, how Ralph was like handling some of the player stuff, a lot of the public comments he would make in the media and how he would discuss players and like. I remember he made a weird comment one time too about players like style or something or tattoos. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, uh, okay. So I, I never really liked the guy, and obviously it showed the result that it didn't really work out with anybody feeling him either. So um, yeah, that was when I thought it was like turned up a little bit when they got to those questions. I was like, okay, here we yeah. go. <laughs> I, I think like I think probably all of us we were seeing like a lot of the headlines from before the interview came out. And so I was expecting him to just like shooting heaters at shots, everybody. Shots. Me yeah. too. I, I yeah. thought it was about to be like he's about to just go in like an ether. Like he was. I thought it was about to be like, be like uh, everybody, yeah. hit him up by Tupac. I yeah, going to play the hit him up beat in the background. Yeah. But uh, but you know he mentioned all those coaches he played for, and and to my not Caesar, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he have some friction with Mourinho while he was at he Real Madrid? Um, he had, he had friction with Mourinho, but. Like years later, they had both made comments saying that like um, he's they've always they like respect each other. It was just like okay. it was like it was just a disagreement, and because yeah. Ronaldo felt weird about Higuain and stuff like that, it was like mm. a disagreement how he felt tactically. But they 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 showed respect later on afterwards. They have the same agent too. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I, you know he was respectful calling out all those coaches yeah. and even mentioned they had Allegri. heat when they played. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when he was the coach of the team, yeah. And then he even mentioned Allegri, and then like what he was saying about OGS, it was like. You you know you could easily just be like yeah it was fine or whatever but he was you could tell there was some genuine affection there between them two. Yeah. Um. Then it got a little even more spicy. Maybe he was talking about the younger players. Um. He said that the younger players don't care as much and they don't have the same hunger and they haven't suffered the way like some of the older players have. I guess he's saying. Um. It's he so said he said that it's weird that they don't try to emulate top players. And he said that he did that with, and he mentioned he went down the line. He went, he said he, he would emulate Ben Nistelroy, Rio Ferdinand, Roy Keane, um, and Giggs. Um, and he said that that's why he's been so successful. I would imagine Holly hearing those names, he's showing love to those legends of Man U. You're probably like, a little bit. Did you? Did you? Did, were you like, oh, a little bit about Ronaldo when he was doing that, or no? Uh no, I don't think I really. I didn't go awe in any part of the video. I mean, like okay. it's it's, you know, I mean, okay, mine is like, there's parts that you definitely do feel for him in this interview and in general, um, but I mean, do, I guess I agree. I see where he's coming from in the sense that like. Some of the younger players aren't 
working as hard as him. Well, let me say, or- let me continue. He said, um, he said, um, he said that he doesn't try to give advice to the younger younger players as much as he tries to be an example. He mentioned he's um, the first to arrive at training and the last to leave. But I wrote there, you're not the last to leave them games all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then he mentioned, uh, like Pierce asked him, who are some of the players he likes their mentality? He mentioned uh, Dalot and Martinez, like some of the younger players. He mentioned Dalot and Martinez. Um, and he mentioned Casemiro, but he's like, but he's a little bit older. Um, but he, but, but he also said in regards to the younger players that you can't blame them because he said it's just different now, like as compared to how he grew up. Um, and I think also there is a perception about Ronaldo. I think, um, I know for sure I've had to tell people, and I'm sure Caesar has too, like, there's a perception about him that like because of how he looks that like he came from some like wealthy background or something like that. And he came from the gutter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know, but I feel like his dad was probably abusive. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a, he's a war veteran in a colonial war in Africa. He was being alcoholic too. Yeah. I think he died. He drank himself to death. Mm-hmm. His son started getting in millions. He was like, now I can buy all the liquor I want. Um, I'm trying to get Caesar left. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for this. <laughs> but like, he didn't come from some like privileged background by any means. Um, and I would imagine him seeing the young players like starting off with a lot. You can, I think we can all tell like some of the young players in any club they don't have the same drive. No, you know, like you can tell, like. I look at uh, who's the guy I always talk about on Chelsea, uh, Kai Havertz. I'm like, this fool look like he do not care. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's so Gen Z, just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm good enough to play. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, Holly. Like, did you, Holly? Did you feel like he was sneak dissing Rashford? Okay, Rashford's young. known to like. Stay back in training and practice all that stuff. Yeah, lifting dumbbells, getting buff. <laughs> and then, is he young? He's like freaking five now, right? Twenty four. He's not one of the young guys. I know. I well, he was also talking about Casemiro, though. So I don't know what his his, his his age his, range is wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who. He, yeah, I think he's just talking about anyone younger than him at this point. Okay, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, yeah, like I could definitely see it, but I think times are changed, and like I said, that's very like. Um, boomer thing to say like oh these kids don't work as hard these days like but do you agree <sighs> I mean maybe like maybe I, I just think the game has changed and like like you would say like a, a younger player back in the 90s working hard is like being tough and like roughing it out and like I don't know. I think the game has changed. So, like, there's different ways to work hard. I guess it. Yeah, you I can guess work it, hard on TikTok. Yeah. Your followers up. Yeah. <laughs> Caesar, what do you think? What do you think about him saying that? I thought the. I was kind of annoyed by it until he said, "I thought like annoyed by it in terms of like I don't like I don't like um, I don't really like that kind of comments from players to talk about other players and other youth players." Because I think that's better addressed in private with youth players and like in your team. I think it's better addressed that way, not like an interview. Mm-hmm. But I really like that he what he said was like, 
um it's not their fault like it's the act it's the difference in now with like technology and stuff i thought that was a great point because i think that's the root of the issue when it comes to a lot of like the if you talk about young players and that drive or whatever it's the access of technology of soccer has expanded so much worldwide that you know that whole like you know survival the fittest mentality that a lot of the younger players who come from nothing or you know come from uh different backgrounds get through to get to the top level that's at a such a that, that's not as much going on as much because even in those areas they have such that access to, to technology so that's why i think you're seeing you're not really like i think if you keep it real like we probably see a lot of players with potential but we don't see a lot of like high number of established established young young talent like we're seeing players that like can definitely get to that point but you know we're at one or two whatever so I don't know, like, you know, Man U gets a lot of young players and it seems like a pipeline where these guys come in and out. And um, I do kind of agree with him when he talked about the longevity and stuff of these players too, these young players. Um, I feel like it's going to be hindered. He He mentioned that too. He did Um, say um, that if, like, basically because they aren't trying to emulate the top players that they won't last that long. Like, they probably fizzle out early yeah i mean also let, let's keep it real the, the his the biggest thing he credits he also credits a lot of like he does he does credit with social media presence but a lot of these young players are so involved in social media that i think that also affects like them at a young level you know they they, they think that with this having in their back pocket and their growth on there it embodies them as a player yeah and really i think it's the inverse i think that your play is gonna em- emulate that so yeah i, I um I liked it at when he. I liked what he said when he mentioned it's not their fault. It's also the access technology. I think that that's much more fair because you can't really blame players for having this mentality when it's literally thrown and forced upon them at a young age. Like, what are you supposed to do? Oh, I don't get this away from me. Get this chest uh, heart rate monitor away from me. I can do it the hard way. Like that. That's goofy. Like yeah. they're gonna use everything that's given to them as a tool. Well, I think also like you do see some young. Like we've seen a young player who has that kind of like drive we saw Mbappe we've seen Mbappe come yeah. up it's still gonna happen I mean but you, look at Shabby Simmons like they were doing like million dollar transfers for him to switch academy to academy like yeah this is a different era so it's yeah, like for sure come on yo like he's obviously he's gonna be a little strange yeah yeah no I think <laughs> <You know>? that um <laughs> I think that That's a nice way to say it <laughs> we've seen uh yeah there's a lot of money and a lot of attention mm-hmm. and when you're young that's like dangerous um but I feel like you you will see some young players who can who like their number one focus is the game. Um, we have a question it, for you, Ben. We even seen it like with Vinicius Junior, huh? I have a question for you. Hmm. Is the is it different in terms of the players? Are the players different, or because we have so much more access to exposure, players are getting more credit than they would in the past? What do you mean by credit? Like like, like you know how like. People always talk about all the talent on these players, like so much more talented young oh, players. In order, oh, is it that there's so much more younger, talented players, or we just have much more resources to see these players than we did before? Because maybe if we switch eras, they would have just been kind of like those dudes we don't hear about, anyways. Caesar, one of the worst things about soccer in general is that it's highlight culture. Yeah, it is. There's yeah. not a lot of people that are like trying to watch a whole game and yeah. really judge a player on a whole game. So. Yeah, if you see a dude like, you know, his two things they did in a game were three things, and it's like, oh damn, that's crazy. 
but it's like, yeah, you watch the whole game, like they're not really that active, you know, <laughs> you know? No, for so, sure. So yeah, I think it's that for sure. Like you can have that's the technology I think that's affecting them. Like, yeah, it's like a short like culture. <laughs> yeah, it's a short clip on something. Yeah. But also like from a media standpoint, yeah, there's a lot of people who are lazy and they don't want to do the work. No. Um, but let's get to the part where um Holly was was laughing. Um he talked about um the tragedies that he went through. Um <laughs> No, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that or you want to skip it. Because Caesar's laughing now. Jeez. Uh, no, because you're mean, dog. How he <laughs> hates him. I don't know how much he hates him. Okay, like, okay, like there's, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's much to say on it other than um, it was yeah. very sad oh. that like, <laughs> I mean, for us to discuss, like it was very um, hard. Stop giving me those looks. <laughs> I'm getting all flushed. Um. It was like no, that's a very sad, sad thing. Which which part was sad? The loss of his child. Okay. And you know, the fact that he really did take next to no time off. And um, you know, that that's never easy to go through. I mean, I don't know personally, obviously, but like it's that would be a nightmare for anyone. So Yeah. Um and the like, I don't know. The fact that what happened during preseason resulting in, in him not joining the team and the fact that, you know, apparently the higher ups weren't believing him like that. That's if you know, that's that's pretty sad. The fact like it's preseason. So like, you know, you, you feel for him in, in those sense. I was um, that was like a. I don't want to say it was like it wasn't like a heartwarming part of the interview, but you know it was like it did make you really feel for him and like give you that perspective of where he was kind of coming from. Yeah, he 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 mentioned he thanked the English fans; they were really supportive. I remember the Liverpool Liverpool fans that said, yeah. "You'll never walk alone." And <clears throat> um, he was he did have a lot of. He, I think he said the Queen, like the royal family, sent him a letter and. Yeah. Um, he mentioned that he has a, a little kind of altar for the kids ashes and his dad ashes. Yeah, he says he has chap he has a chapel. chapel. Yeah. Um Whoa. Yeah, like I, I thought it was it was humanizing a moment for him. I think with especially with mega celebrities, he he reinforced the point that he's like people forget I'm human too. Um I did think the preseason thing was kind of strange because uh, out of all the criticisms you can have of Ronaldo, I never thought anybody would have like a criticism of his like dedication to being professional or like trying to show up and play or like Paul. I never saw him as like trying to like skirt by things. I never seen him as that dude. Like and like he wasn't like flying to Brazil to hang out with his sister or nothing. So you know it's it's, it's you know, <laughs> that's out. not what I that's not how I saw Ronaldo. Maybe other people, but um so. Yeah, I mean once, but once again, like you know, we only have so much access to information on the outside, so. Um, you know, I, I thought it was cool. We talked about that and it, it was really sad to hear about, you know, his, his child and obviously, you know, his, his daughter being sick as well too. And it, it just, it, it's, it's, it screams toxic work behavior when your employer doesn't believe your reasons for not being able to come into the office and it involving your child. It screams real toxic, bad work behavior. Yeah. He, he talked about, um, his partner, Georgina or conditions, sorry. 
um, he talked about her like really helping him get through that situation. Um, he kind of hinted at her not having like the best upbringing upbringing either. She's from Argentina. Um, and then Pierce asked him when are the wedding bells happening? And he was a little iffy about that. Yeah. And he was. He was like, he was like hey, dog. Hey. He's like, I have financials. No. <laughs> he was like, we want prenup. We he want- kept calling yeah. my wife on accident too. I was like, what's going on here, dog? And he didn't even be like, oh, girlfriend. girlfriend. He, he probably that, been yeah. married. He probably been married. <laughs> um, but um, Pierce was on his fanboy tip. Oh, my God. Was, it was a weird. Jesus. Um, but Caesar, you too said much. something. You see, you said something too, like when you're talking about the outside world. Um, he talked about all the negativity in the media, and and to be honest with you, like I don't really, I don't really care that much. But we have had episodes before Holly got here; she wouldn't let us get away with it. But um, <laughs> we're, we're like, it seemed like the media is like bullying him to some extent. It's like they're just like fishing for any he- negative headline about him. When when I'm like, no, there's like nothing going on here, dude. Like, and I. I can't really remember those times necessarily. It was a while ago, but it, there was it, sometimes it's overkill. I said, like, he's the he's a big player, you know, he's the number one guy, so for sure he's going to get criticized. He that's going to affect him personally. It doesn't affect me personally, but as a consumer, I'm like, dude, can we find something else to talk about sometimes? Because it just gets played out, and I think that we, I think that. I didn't listen to anybody's commentary on these on the clips because I haven't seen anything about the actual interview yet. But just based on like the thumbnails, like they're going off. And I don't especially in this first part, like there was nothing to be like going off about. Like nothing. So he does get he does get unfairly criticized from that perspective. But I don't really empathize with it that much because it's like, yeah, that's just that's just what happens because of territory. But at the same at the same time, like that's like Piers Morgan and his team releasing those like fire clips that everyone was everyone thought would be like that was going to be the whole ninety minute interview. It was just yeah. going to be true. He you know? So like he's too. doing the same thing, like like the click. Well, he's a scumbag. Stuff is, he's a scumbag. He really is like oh my <laughs> like he was so annoying during that interview. I can't believe I watched both of them for that long but <laughs> no um, there's more garbage well they talked about well speaking of the criticism they talked about um Wayne Rooney being critical of Ronaldo um and uh Gary Neville and it seemed like Ronaldo was kind of like he was he was bothered by it he and he was kind of saying how you know these are my former teammates so I don't know like why they would do this but he did also mention that Wayne Rooney um, kids were at his house, and that like six Ronaldo, months ago. Yeah, and the Ronaldo son went to Wayne Rooney's house to play. <laughs> I'm like, damn, die. That is kind of cold. Not gonna lie, like, he was just over here. He was just over here breaking bread at the crib. Like... He said that in my face, though. <laughs> but 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 I I will say this. I think Ronaldo takes a lot of the stuff really personal. When I think like. You know, when you're leaving games early and things like that, like I think someone like Ray Rooney is talking about either like your performance or like you doing things like that. Ronaldo, in my opinion, it seems like Ronaldo's taking it like you shouldn't say nothing about me when you're a former teammate. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah. No, 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 I agree. I think that Ronaldo, you know, he does have points where he sort of recognizes where he did what he did was wrong, but I think he takes he takes things personal that former players have said, but it's like they're 
you know, no matter if I'm if I'm a former player, or whatever former teammates, I'm allowed to be critical of things tactically, exactly. and I can also be critical, especially if like we're boys. Like I could be ta- critical of you dipping on the field early. Like yeah, your that's absolutely awful because you know that if we were back in there, this wouldn't this wouldn't be happening. You didn't do that back then either. So like, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that he needs to like separate that and like because that kind of stuff is like you're 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 putting. You're just making things more difficult for yourself and creating unnecessary stress yeah. on something where it's like, yeah, like, you know, like you're right. Like I messed up, but like, just, just, I don't want you to really, it just kind of met, felt I like the conversation be like, I kind of felt messed up when you talked on me like that, but I understand like you're in the right to talk about that. Cause I was wrong. Like that should be the approach, not really the approach he had. And that was like, kind of like, that's when some of the parts of the interview, I was just like, this is like this, it screams a lot to like, the kind of mentality you have as like a player and like where you're at, like he's, he's a sensitive, he's sensitive. he's sensitive and he's the kind of person, especially where he came from, where it's like, he's putting all this stuff on his shoulders to like motivate and get angry and take it personal. It's like, you don't, you don't need to do that. You're, you're 38. Let's just, let's chill. Ghetto. Yeah. Same with like what Neville said. I don't think Neville said anything wrong or like inaccurate. He was talking about um, how a player of, of his caliber shouldn't be, you know, storming off. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not exactly. It's not wrong. It wasn't, it's not offensive. It's, you know, it was quite accurate, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Ronaldo emphasizes that he's not, he's not the person that does speeches or advice. He, he, he lets like his game and his worth ethic speak to being that, being that role model. Well, you're also allowed to be criticized for when you have moments where that's not being a role model. Like, what kind of example do you set when you do stuff like that to the young players in your teams like Garnacho when you're just dipping? Like, that's a bad example. You know, it shows yeah. that you become bigger than a club, and it shouldn't be like that when you're, like, you know, in those situations as a team player. For sure. Yeah, I actually, one of my notes is even the best players deserve to be penalized if they, you know, do something like that. Absolutely. Like, sure, a, th- a three-game suspension is is. Maybe too much, yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, like you can't be getting away with that stuff just because of your profile or you know, yeah, legacy stuff like that. So, Um, last thing I'll say about part one is that uh, towards the end he did say, and I I would imagine Holly liked this too. He said Roy Keane was his best captain ever. Damn, disrespecting Sergio Ramos, I'm playing, (laughs) and he said that Rio Ferdinand helped him a lot. And yeah. was his neighbor. I know him and Rio Ferdinand was super tight. They were, yeah. Rio, they so the, he's they got the same complexion. His, yeah. Yeah. They're both Africans. Exactly. <laughs> um, Holly, did you feel Roy came my best captain ever? You wasn't like, oh, yeah. I felt that. I mean, I your was... favorite your favorite person is, uh, what's his name, though? Uh, Paul Scholes. No, no, no. no. What's that? Uh, Lingard? No, no, no. Her favorite is Lingard. No, no, no. The Ford, the Dutch guy. What's his name again? I forgot. Um, Oh, Robin Van Persie. Yeah, you like Robin Van Persie. You don't like these old guys. No. Van Persie, that's a handsome baller right there. (laughs) Do you feel the same affection for, like, these older guys, or not really? To be honest, not really. Not as much. Damn. Like, the respect is there, and you know what they did, but... thought she was really about it. Who who was the Japanese player they had? Who? Mark Manu. Had a Korean guy. Oh, who's a Korean player Park. they had? Park. Park. He's a baller. No love for Park out there in this interview. Damn. He's, we had a whole thing about Park. Where they used to sing, they sing that song about him. That's the one you talk about him. <laughs> 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 I'm um, 
Okay, let's go on to part two. You know what I mean? Um, even though some of y'all were talking about part two stuff, I won't name any names. Um, <laughs> I think we both Holly. were. Holly, yeah, every both, time. Geez. Y'all are both guilty. <laughs> um, they started off talking about his Instagram followers. Um, he asked him, how, does he have more money or more Instagram followers? Well, uh, uh, riveting stuff. Riveting. Here's Morgan with the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did say that football has changed a lot in these past years. He said it's more – there's some things that, that get a little bit lost in translation because he went to Juve and his English got worse. But, <laughs> he admitted um, it too. He said he needed to work on his English. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you do, dog. You sound crazy now. I'm blaming them northern Italians. Yeah, me um, too. But um, he said football changed a lot and it's become more like a business. He said that his partner, Georgina, says that – you know, the like they treat the players like they're pieces of meat. And he said that the game has become a lot more individualistic nowadays. What would you guys think about that? I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't think it's entirely wrong. I, I feel like that could be said about maybe a lot of sports, but especially football because of how globalized it is and how popular it is worldwide. And, and like you know, everybody knows the big uh, soccer players is like more than any other sport. So I, I don't. It's definitely a business, and like it's a corrupt one at that for sure. sure like yeah. at, all over the place. So I mean, I I don't think he's entirely wrong there. But like a little bit wrong. Okay, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a little cringe. Um, some of the social media conversations were a little, a little, a little, a little weird, but you know, just because I was like, "Here's Piers Morgan," you know, "Where'd you do?" Caesar, you follow him too. You follow him. Are you okay? But like, I don't. I don't it's like the started off, started off with the. What's so you're more one of those eight million account? people. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm half. Of, I'm half of like the planet, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, my numbers are good on that one, but no, like I just was like. I I think that what he said is kind of what we've been saying for a while, too, in terms of, like, players are treated like meatbags. I mean, I think that, like, what Cruz said is before, too, about the number of times players are playing per year. Um, me and Bam, I remember at one point when we started this podcast, we had also talked about our first Cup of America, and there's been, like, five in, like, <laughs> uh, in four years because they had one year where they had, like, back-to-back, and that was supposed to be a four-year tournament. So um, it, it's nuts now. You know, it's absolutely about – when they had when they talked about the France final and the World Cup having two point one billion live watchers, um, that's literally like half the like a almost half the world's population we're talking about here. That's a huge number of people. And when they talked about contracts and TV going up and other sports like NFL, you knew that was going to happen. The same thing in soccer, and you knew corruption was going to be tied behind it. There's all these documentaries coming out, which I haven't watched any of them. Because it's like that's old news. Y'all been got here. This is old news about the corruption stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm not surprised about any of all. I think the game, you know, they use the word passion and love and stuff like that for the game as a selling tool now, more than like real advocacy for like the play and the style. It's all about like selling things and and the movement towards it. So yeah, the game's of course changed to like be like through so much capitalism, it's crazy now. For sure. Um yeah, I think like we can all agree with that sentiment. Um, I wonder, like, Pierce didn't ask him like what the differences are. I don't know if he didn't ask him out of like, like maybe like maybe Ronaldo wouldn't be able to articulate himself as much as he wants to in English, but um, 
But I, I wish that that point was pressed on more. Like, I wish that Pierce Morgan would ask him, like, do you feel like they play too many games now and things like that? But <clears throat> he was just googly eyes over him the whole time. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> so then they talked about the kind of more, more recent controversies. Um. They talked about the preseason situation about him coming back late. He mentioned that his daughter had come down with bronchitis. I forgot how he pronounced it initially. That was kind of cute, though. Um, I think he said, like, brontosaurus. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Brachiosaurus is what he said. (laughs) But he said that she got bronchitis. She was in the hospital for a week in Mallorca. Um, And then he mentioned that the man you hire up, he, he said he felt like the man you hire ups didn't really believe him that much. Um, but and before I asked you guys what you thought about that, I do want to mention that they showed a picture of his partner on the private jet when they, with the baby, and she was wearing a fila shirt. I, I think that might be the first fila shirt to ever be on a private jet in Europe. But anyway, um, like, are they rocking fila like that? Yeah, like, I, I wear fila's popped off, dog. Okay, first of all, it's kind of come back. A little yeah, I got you, fila. I'm wearing fila. First of all, I have a fila jacket right here. Caesar, because you wear it, don't mean it's popping. That means it's dripping, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I agree with one thing an Argentinian does, and that's his wife or whatever girlfriend. She she knew what's up. <laughs> okay, so fila's coming because I was like, damn, we're fila fila's back, dog. I seen somebody wearing fila shoes yesterday at Marshall's. Thank you, because I was like, did she get that fila shirt at Marshalls and and Mar- Marshalls like a, a claimed shoes company here, uh, yeah, company. I don't think they have Marshalls out there, but um, we have Marshalls. Yeah, so, yeah. Is that Marshalls in Canada? Damn, they're too big. We got oh, we got to tear them down. Uh, but yeah, so he did mention that he felt like some of the higher ups didn't necessarily believe him. He didn't say it outright, but that was like a feeling he got. Yeah, it, it seemed like you know he discussed that. Yeah, I think he, I think it was like one of those things where it didn't also seem like they were completely understanding as if because I think he always compares it to the Alex Ferguson when Ronaldo's dad was uh, going through it and, and about to pass away. You know, he's mentioned that Alex Ferguson was like, you know, go take a week, take off. I mean, just please, you know, we need you, but family's always going to come first, and I think that that kind of stuff. That resonated him for the rest of his life, and obviously built that relationship they have now. Is that that moment and that that precipice because his dad passed away, and I think that Ronaldo was hoping for that similar type of attitude when it came to his daughter. And when he didn't get that, I think that that made him feel slighted. So it made him probably just believe like, oh, then you must think I'm lying. Then if you're if you're gonna like basically kind of make punishments out of this or not believe me or make it weird, like so I think that's why it's like there wasn't clear communication that they that they understood. So he just felt like that then they didn't believe him. And you were saying too that it was like it seemed like a toxic work environment in that case. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. You know, if you're in a situation where you're an employer, I mean, this resonates to anybody. And you know, you're talking about a serious family issue, and your employer has an attitude of what they think you're trying to escape work. I think it's absolutely disgusting and extremely toxic environment, right? That there needs to be a separation of employment and life and family, and. uh Ronaldo seemed to have takes takes that very seriously. I mean, he's echoed that multiple times in interviews. So, and you would expect, you know, with what's happened in his past, as literally when he was a Man U player before, um, that that would be reciprocated and echoed again, and it didn't. So it's like that sounds like 
you know, y'all this this gotta kind of split ways. This is not bad. This is not this is not a good situation to be in yeah. at all. <laughs> um so then he got into some of the stuff I think that all of us will be somewhat critical about. He talked about the preseason match when he left early. Um he was and he mentioned that and, and I think we, we ended up finding out like a bunch of players left early. That wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But he said he did kind of regret it. But then um, he got into the Tottenham match where he didn't come on in the last three minutes, and he also left uh, the bench. He said that he felt provoked by Eric Ten Hag, and he mentioned that he like he was saying that Eric Ten Hag doesn't have empathy, and he feels like Eric Ten Hag, Eric, Eric Ten Hag doesn't respect him the way that he should, so Ronaldo doesn't respect him back. Um, he did mention that he does regret leaving the stadium, but he said that the suspension was too long. I didn't think it was too long personally. Um, Yeah. Like what'd you guys think about that part? Cause that's when it started to get interesting too. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said before, I think he was right to get punished for it. Um, Cause at that point, like you're, I mean, like, I don't, whether it's, whether you start, whether you come on at any time, I think you should just play. Like, it was, like, you know, what's wrong with... Sure, nobody wants of his caliber wants to be playing for only three minutes, but I think that's just very immature of him to do. And the the whole thing about being provoked, I... I don't I know. Do, I, I, I think disagree. that's more of a yeah. I think that's more of a him. Yeah, that's just that's hurting his ego, and you know, I don't think that's Ten Hag provoking him in any sort of way or showing no empathy towards what had happened. Like maybe he did it in another situation, but I don't think that is necessarily him showing that. I just think it was pretty immature, and the punishment was deserved. Like I said, maybe not three matches, but like it definitely deserves three something. Three days. Oh, three days. Match. Oh, it was the match. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm the first one to say that I hate when they do like extra time subs and stuff like that. I, I, unless like someone's hurt or tired, like I hate seeing that. Like you know, someone coming in from Italy, like, that is rough. Um, and you know, I think Ronaldo was also having like a timeline issue when Piers Morgan was asking him <clears> about <throat> these questions. He seemed like he was a little confused on like which situation it was initially, um, yeah. initially, uh, yeah. And then you know, when they brought up, I think, okay, like laying out Ronaldo's side, it's like, oh, you know, like in a Man City game, I didn't play at all. And then you said, oh, it's 5 0, so you don't want to put me in out of respect. And then Ronaldo said, yeah, but then you put me in three minutes left in this game, like, was the respect that. You can feel that way. You're entitled to have whatever feelings you want, but how you act on them is in, is is what constitutes being immature or not. And how you acted on it was extremely immature. Like Ronaldo, you no matter what, at the end of the day, everybody knows this. I hate this as a player. Like we hate this. When you're called on, it's like you got to go up and get up and go because that's another situation where you're setting an example because if you if you say no to him what if the next what if garnacho looks at that but like i'm not going on either what the hell like that's what happens it goes down the line that sentiment is echoed like if i see my idol who's on the team acting that way too i'm like you know what dude he's right i'm not coming on three minutes i'm way better than that 
that's that's because you you approach it in an egotistical way like it becomes about your ego you need to 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 lead by example you can have a problem with this address it afterwards come on to the game give the dome three go, give them a, the hard three minutes get your runs out there then afterwards be like i did this because i care about the team but i would really appreciate you show me respect by not doing that again everything can be handled afterwards well caesar the thing is too like goals get scored in three minutes they do you know and he I mean? knows that of anybody. Yeah, like you yeah. gotta strip your pride a little bit because a lot can happen in Ugh. in in uh 120 seconds or whatever. You know, I could sit here and, and joke and be like, shit, I wouldn't do it either as a joke, but like in reality, when it's official, no, I'm going in there. You gotta, you go, gotta go in there, you gotta go yeah. in there. Like, do I wanna go in there? No. But am I going to go in there? Absolutely. And you know why? Because when I'm in there, I'm going to show, like, you're going to regret not playing me this whole damn game. This is to show how dumb you are as a coach. Because then afterwards, if he scores, what's the conversation? Well, what's up yeah. with Ten Hag if he has this guy on a bench for 93 minutes and Ronaldo comes in to score in two minutes? Like, clearly he's not doing his job in, in the technical aspect of it. He needs it, – it, it, It's that's why I said I think the toxic work environment inflates your head. He even said a little bit, like, oh, like – I'm like playing different because everything going on men- mentally. Yeah, the energy. Yeah, the energy. Yeah. You're letting things get to your head out of immaturity, out of ego, out of frustrations that are building up. And like you, you can't be letting that happen because that's not how you lead by example. Absolutely not. Not the way at all. Yeah. So yeah, the substitute the 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 suspensions absolutely warranted. Dog, you can't be doing that, man. It, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. And is that the game he walked out to? Like he just straight dipped also? Yeah, he 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 didn't yeah. come on and then he not left. only did you did you didn't know to come on, you also dipped to that. You're you're wilding, yeah. dog. Yeah, you can't sure. do that, man. You cannot do that. How Sorry, many times but... have you been in a situation where you're like a friend or whatever, or like our practice, and then like they get into some altercation with the coach and just walk off the field? I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like we're still yeah. here practicing. Get back over here. Don't be. You look at a person like they're so mature. Like he's tripping. Like you know, like you can't do that, man. You're a 38 year old veteran and a leader. You cannot be doing that at all. Yeah. Um. He talked about before this season. He felt like the club wanted him out. Um. That they were like he said he felt betrayed. Um. He didn't get into a lot of details in that regard, but he said that he felt like some of the higher ups wanted him to leave. Um, he talked about the Glazers. He said that he doesn't think they care about the club. And I feel like literally every match, there's like some Glazers out sign or flag, yeah. if not more than one. Yeah. Um, Piers asked him if he's ever talked to the Glazers. He said, never in my life, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was shocking too. Yeah. I bet you Cavani's talked to the Glazers. You know, you, you know who I bet Cavani they would to sell out. Well, you know who I bet they've talked to? Because they also own the Bucks. I'm sure they talked to Tom Brady before. Oh, yeah. They definitely talked to Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably talked to Antonio Brown. Um, probably text Tom Brady. Right? Um, he's, like, Pierce was asking him um, what's going to happen after the World Cup with Man U. He said, like, he doesn't know. But, um, and then he kind of mentioned that his decision to even go to Man U was more emotional than rational, but he, but he thinks it was a good idea ultimately. Hmm. Um, so there was a lot there in that part, but um, I don't know what you guys thought about him saying he feels betrayed by the club and like, like they didn't even want him there. Like, I don't know what you guys thought about that. Um, I mean, like that's stuff that we can't really know. I think like that's all hard to, 
kind of assess if you don't really know everything. I mean, I'll agree with him. I think everyone knows that the Glazers are, they don't care. Mm, they're just you, you agree with that too? Yeah, absolutely. They're just, you know, they know nothing about the sport. They don't put anything into it like in that sense, in that regard. They have zero, they don't have knowledge about it. They're just, you know, rich businessmen, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I and like there's some there's so much controversy with them, like Caesar said earlier in the show, like, you know, all that talk about them pocketing money, not not putting much back into it. Um, you know, like they always say United are in debt. It's like how? Like how can <laughs> that really be possible like who knows what's going on but you know the betrayal thing like i don't know is it is it really the whole like is it really all of manchester united as a whole club versus ronaldo like why would he i doubt it i doubt it why would he come back then so i don't i don't really think that's but who knows who knows i i I think it was extreme for him to say that um yeah, like when he says like, "Oh, they've been wanting me out since last year," I'm like, that could be the case, but it's like you're able to act on it. You had an off season, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're talking about you, you know, it wasn't it was an emotional decision to to go to around Manchester United. Then it's also an emotional decision to stay. It's like it seems like you you you're wilding out right now with these emotional decisions right now. It seems like you you're losing the 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 cusp of everything that's about your professionalism when everything you're doing is emotion based. So it's like you, you got to get got to get back on on the horse and just you know get get back on on track because this is not the way it's it's supposed to be going down and. Yeah, the Blazers thing, everybody knows it. Everybody, every real fan knows the Blazers are whack. Uh, the Glazers are whack. Everybody knows. Uh, um, you, everybody have seen. Yeah, everybody has seen from, from their purchases to to the players they've gotten to, like, the moves they made. It's, like, all about, you know, however they can maximize the income. And if none of that's going back to, to infrastructure, yet they're consistently valued as one of the most expensive clothes, my friend, that smells of corruption to me. I'm sorry, because the money, they always say, the money got to go somewhere. The money's got to be going somewhere. And if it's not going back in players and, and, and changing the club up, then we already know what the deal is. So, yeah, I just, I, it, 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 this interview was made to be like, it uh, was going to be like, you know, this AK firing on everybody. When it, the takeaways I kind of had, it was just like, it just seems like this, Ronaldo's been spending the last year and a half making a lot of emotional decisions. I'm like, damn, dog, like, it's a lot really affecting your mind with this toxic work environment. You got to switch <laughs> that up ASAP. <laughs> um, he mentioned that, well, Pierce mentioned, too, that uh, he got offered a 350 million euro deal from a team in Saudi Arabia, but he uh, rejected it. But he did kind of say, like, for now or something like that. So I don't know if he's looking to go there next Where's time. He's going next, dog. He's going to be yeah. playing with Talisca. <laughs> right. <laughs> um <laughs> But he said that, so this was kind of the big thing before this season. All the talk, like, every day was like, Ronaldo wants to leave. Ronaldo wants to leave. He can't wait to leave. He's absolutely going to leave. And for me, it always felt like he wasn't going to leave. Um, and he mentioned that. He said there. He said that there weren't a lot of teams that wanted him, but there were some, um, not not even including the team in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he said like there were offers, unlike the media said, because when he didn't leave, they started saying, "Oh, nobody wanted him." 
<laughs> it was really that was really confusing reporting. Remember, it was like, oh, Atletico really wants him, and then he was like, oh, they actually never wanted him. Like, yeah, what? and like Napoli, he just reported that they did. I don't. What's going on here? And and that for me was like kind of like the bullying thing. It's like, dude, like like you're just making stuff up, and then yeah. when your thing doesn't come true, you just like make something up else that's like negative too. Like, uh-huh. I like. There's no player that I like hate enough that I want to just like say whatever bad I can about them, no matter what. And it felt like before the season they weren't doing that. He did have some offers, according to him. There wasn't a whole lot, which you wouldn't expect like every club to be coming for him. Yeah. But he wanted to stay at Man U to make Holly mad. Yeah, I know Probably. he has been dead against Holly, and that's yeah. fine. They can have their war, um, but. You know, with that with that situation, it was like, I think that what's one of the more annoying things is you could tell Ronaldo's been like brain broken from so much media stuff. Yeah. Is that like, I think that that's what makes a lot more sense to why, you know, he's putting people around him that I do not like. Um, because I'm like, yeah, when, 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 you know, you're dealing with this media thing, he's, you know, becoming like the whole, the, the Tupac thing, you know, the, the whole Tupac uh, thing that you're talking about, Bam. So it's like the all eyes on me because, when you have that mentality, like it's hard to disseminate what's the proper path when it's like, no matter what you do, it's like going crazy in the media. I think he, he, a lot of people that care about the media like to say things like, I don't care what the media says. No, I'm pretty sure you do. Uh, um, and it sounds like it is affecting him a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's lending him to have kind of the wrong people around him. But yeah, I, I would also expect, I didn't think that, I thought I was dumb when I said no teams want him. I'm just assuming <laughs> it would be a small list because. Not a lot of clubs are in the financial situation that they were before COVID and even in time. So and he's a player and he's yeah, older. And he's older. It, it's like, why would you want to do that? Like I can imagine the select few teams that would incorporate and want him, but I'm not expecting it to be 30 clubs, you know, calling George Mendes on a regular about him. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not like he's Cavani. What were you gonna say, Holly? <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean I I guess I do think he Maybe this is jumping ahead too. Like, should leave in January. Oh, it looks like he's gonna. Yeah, and and you know, what's wrong with playing in Saudi Arabia for that for that twenty? You know. Well, because someone like, like you was gonna criticize him for that. That's why. <laughs> That's true. All <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know he fell off. <laughs> but 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 you notice how. But realistically, like, you notice how the the talk about Messi going to PSG. Nobody talk about that being for money. But money for sure, if, if Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia, they're gonna be like, "See, he just won all the money." Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Like it, I guess there there really is like a double standard when it comes to Ronaldo, especially when if you're putting Ooh. it bes- putting it beside putting him beside Messi. Like there's a lot more negative ne- negativity that always goes to Ronaldo's as opposed to Messi, but. I still don't like him. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I think it's it's easier to create and manufacture or like <clears throat> attack people that are vocal in comparison to Messi, who literally only speaks one language and he's thirty four. Um, damn dog, damn, um, we have to do him like that. No, I'm just saying, like you know, Ronaldo's always 
access to you know has multiple languages always making comments i never hear one messy quote in a damn life like i don't i can't i can't give you a messy quote you know well, what i mean well, well we we saw messi give that interview yeah in um, sandals that's the one time he ever talked in his career when he was wearing his flip-flops you know uh outside They're probably um, flip-flops no he was probably wearing avayanas you know what i'm saying but uh <laughs> um, but no yeah yeah sorry well well speaking of we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into the part about messi in a second but um they talked about the world cup a little bit um Pierce asked him like how he feels about the political situation in regards to it. He was kind of saying, and and I agree, like it's kind of, it's over now. Like they're going to play the world cup. Like, let's just talk about the football. Like they were saying, like, if you were going to talk about that, like that's before they get awarded the world cup, they already got it. Let's just play. Um, And uh, so Pierce like created this scenario of Argentina and Portugal in the final and Ronaldo has already scored two goals. Messi scored two goals. <laughs> that was and then, so like, weird. <laughs> and then, like, the last minute, Ronaldo scores another goal for his hat trick. I thought it was really cute. Ronaldo was like – he was like, that's never going to happen. But he was like – he's like, at that point, I don't care who scores the goal. He was like, it could be the goalie. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which I was like, that's consistent with the Euros. I'm like, I don't really think he cares about getting a hat trick. I'm thinking he just wants to win he the fucking He just wants to game. win something. He yeah. just wants to win the World Cup, dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was funny. But um, he asked him about Messi, and he was very praiseworthy. Um, he said that it's almost like Messi is a teammate of his at this point because how they've been compared to each other. He said he's really nice, and you know they're always really respectful, respectful of each other. He said that they're not like – friends like that but then he said like uh Pierce asked him if they've ever had dinner he was like no but one day we will he even said his his wife is um uh his girl is close to like them too because she's Argentinian also I think I think maybe um he was he was just saying whatever I think maybe like Messi's wife like sent her something after the the baby passed yeah yeah he he said that like he sees him as like a, a peer because you know the 16 years they've spent uh, um, going against each other, and um, I thought that that a, a like you know, remember that old video everybody loves of them sitting together and stuff like that, and then being all chummy and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I never thought that they were like hate each other. I thought they were like pretty cool about it, also. So I didn't, I wasn't like tripping over that, honestly. Yeah, Holly, did you think that was cute or? Yeah, I definitely thought it was nice. I mean, when when two like high profile, you know, very successful, um athletes when they have like that i would assume messi has that same sort of respect so when it's kind of like a mutual respect it's it's nice to see and like yeah you never really thought they were like rivals in the sense Mm -hmm. that they hate each other it's just on paper it's just you know all the numbers that is what you know separates them and they don't even like face each other on a field like you know i mean they don't yeah yeah like they're literally opposite side of the fields they're doing their own thing it's like not even like it's like he's over there doing that. I'm over here doing his back yeah. over here. It's not even like if, that. If yeah. Messi and Sergio Ramos don't hate each other after all that, then yeah, then anything's yeah. I mean, yeah. literally, <laughs> that's a great uh, point. They're like buddies now. <laughs> yeah. When when uh, Pierce asked him is if, is Messi the best player he's ever seen play, and he said yes, but he said along with Zidane. Well, I thought that was really gangster. <laughs> that was cool. I don't know why. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And Pierce was doing the the. That was the same time Pierce did that little uh, a little fanboy energy, saying like, you know, you're my number one. You're number one. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude. Yeah. Right. Are you getting much. your chops? Are you happy now? You licking your chops? Are you excited about this? <laughs> uh, uh, Ronaldo definitely said something that upset Holly when he said, uh, 
would he like would he like for Arsenal to win the league? He's like, yeah, if, man, if not Man U, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, Arsenal. Okay, but he's, he did the same thing for England. Like he was just clearly saying some bullshit out of his mouth. Like he's like, <laughs> oh, if not Portugal, it'll be England who wins. Like, no, they're not, they're not winning. Gonna, no. they, neither of them are going to win the World Cup. They got four players um, left on that team. Yeah. <laughs> um, he mentioned that he wants to play two more years and retire. And then, um, then he said something that I know Caesar loved this part. Um, he talked about his relationship with Jordan Peterson, oh. uh, another Canadian. Um, oh my God, dude. He talked about like how he's like so intelligent and something else. I'm a, like, maybe there's a language barrier. Like maybe like he just don't really know. I what think there is. He said he read his book. He yeah. didn't read that book, yo. He said he read his book. He's old. Of course he reads books. He don't read, he read that dumbass book. If he read that book, you know what, though? I was very gross. I almost threw up six times when he was saying talking about that. And I was trying to, like, press the, the speed button, but I was watching in Premiere, so I couldn't fast forward it. I was like, I'm you stuck watching this live, and I'm watching <laughs> the stupid headlines that, that I, talk TV drops every three minutes. Like, right. this, is, this is abusive. Stop NHS. telling me Trump announces running every time. NHS <laughs> is suffering. <laughs> yeah, this is rough right now. Um, no, like... Uh yeah, so like when he said that, I'm like, first of all, like of course, like you, you know, you're you're you, you, of course a top level athlete is reading all of Jordan Peterson's uh, conversations about like primal and you know and uh, alpha mentality, you know, like uh, like all this garbage, n- disgusting, nonsensical, transphobic garbage that he puts out there. Ronaldo's gonna read in whatever he can read in English left and think, oh, this is dope. You know what I mean? Um, definitely I'm gonna blame the country of Italy for this. Italy is the reason why he likes Jordan Peterson, because you destroyed this man's English. But also it's red flag and trash. You like this man and you're doubling down on props to him. And you said he read his book? That this God. I also how, saw a picture of uh yeah. both of them on Twitter. Holly, do you know about Jordan Peterson like that out there in Canada? I had to Google him. Okay, good. This man so, is a slimeball, disgusting person. Far. Yeah, Horrible I was so shocked that he was Canadian. Oh yeah, big Canadian, big time. His, his, Edmonton. His, his full name is uh, his full name is Jordan Peterson Williams. So I don't know. Maybe you're not. <laughs> what, what 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 they say is the Canadians that trans that translate to like come to like America for success, we either get the best Canadians or the most worst Canadians of all time. And that's one of the list of the low level ones we get him. Another <laughs> right wing guy, the TV guy we always talk about. What's his name? Steven Crowder, Steven Crowder, another garbage Canadian. Why do we have him too? Go, go away. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mid mobile. Get out of here. Whatever. Cricket. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the end of the interview. Um, I'll say that for sure, this interview was blown way out of proportion. Like it was a little bit, it was like a bit more honest than most interviews from athletes. And it was more entertaining because generally athletes are really boring. He was being honest, but it wasn't like as you know, it, it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be at all. Like I could have, I could have, I could have not watched it. Like, honestly, like it, yeah, it wasn't was that, that crazy. Nice. It was yeah. That nice. Like definitely. And and I almost want to go back and listen to what the people in the media were saying, because they were for sure just like taking um, just sound bites and taking like quotes, which were, which 
you know, it's hard. Like people say, oh, it's out of context, but like for sure, I seen quotes. I'm like, that's so out of context and clickbaity. It's just not fair, dude. Like if you listen to the whole thing, when he's talking about not respecting Eric Ting Hag, he's saying that he doesn't feel respected by him. So that's a normal thing. Like nobody's like, yeah, if you don't feel respected by somebody, you're not gonna respect them back. You know what I mean? Like Caesar's disrespecting me, laughing at his phone, trying to try to change it up. I'm, I'm going over 20 minutes just for the show. So don't oh, Caesar, you should have laughed. No, 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 no. So no, don't come at me again. First don't all, come Caesar. at me again. Don't come first at all, first me. All, first of all, first I'm all. going over 20 minutes for the culture right now. Don't first come all, first at all, me all, right now. First of all, Caesar, you've left early before, so you could have. Yeah, don't come at me. You though. forgot. I wanted the segment to finish because I care about the you show forgot. and I care about Holly's time. You forgot. He's not going to walk away like Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't walk away like Ronaldo. I don't just walk off the pitch, dog. I stay. <laughs> okay, well, what'd you guys think? Like to wrap it up, what'd you guys think um of the inter- interview as a whole? Uh I mean, like you said, very over overrated or overhyped. Uh, we should say, like, because you know, those first few clips that were released, you thought it was gonna be some heat. Honestly, as terrible as Piers Morgan is, in a way you gotta credit him. Sorry, credit him. We're at the time of recording, we are three days away, two and a half days away from the World Cup. And this is what people are talking about, not the the first match. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, way overhyped. Um, literally, it was like watching a movie trailer. It's like, oh, yeah, like, here we go. This movie's about to go off. And then you watch the movie, you're like, literally, you just showed you me saw all the, the best scenes parts. that were good that were in a trailer. Like, you just, yeah. that's why I don't watch movie trailers. That's why I shouldn't have watched his stuff. I would have felt better seeing those points if I never knew about the trailers that came out for this. Uh, yeah. Um, it wasn't that crazy. It almost felt like it was at the same level as when I way back in the day watched Ronaldo's movie. I just felt like it was kind of that same energy where he's just, he never really raises his kind of like making points I would expect him to make. Um, you know, he, he apologized for stuff. He didn't, some things I thought he like he kind of skated a little bit away from, um, but it was like nothing crazy and what I expect from a professional athlete. So it's like, yeah, I just think that he answered and said a lot more about upper management than a player who definitely would not. Because mm-hmm. I think younger players are scared and, and test their future. Obviously, he's in a twilight and he's able to, he has much a much more leveraging position to be able to do this, which is nice. But yeah, and I think that it was, I think he's contractually contractually saying like, oh. You know, we'll see what happens. He happens. I just had a contract wise and like respect for like who his employer is. But I think for sure it's over. Like, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Like, uh, especially when the World Cup ends three days before the, the transfer windows open. Like, for sure something's going to go downward. They're probably already negotiating right now as we speak. Who knows? I'll say this I'd rather him like Jordan Peterson than that documentary that uh, Kyrie Irving posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the standard is so much lower now because Kyrie Irving's a big fan of anti-Semitism and like Hitler books. So it's like let's just we're we're happy with you know you liking Jordan Goofball Peterson. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Holly's cousin. Um. Anyway, we made a podcast episode two hundred eighty. World Cup coverage coming up soon. Let's get Caesar to soccer. Ronaldo didn't even give credit to Brazil. Pierce Morgan had to tell him about Brazil. Think you know I didn't see that? You, you know Think why? I didn't see that? He know who Neymar. He know who Neymar <laughs> he knows voted he's about for. To get diced up by Brazil. That's why he knows who Neymar voted for. <laughs> yeah, that's why because he's a leftist. And and you, um, we made podcast holler. <laughs> We showed up and made it. No invitations. We showed up and made it. No invitations. We showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. You legendary. You legendary. You legendary.